Welcome to the Forward Healing Project. This is a weekly podcast where we acknowledge the challenges and grief experienced with infertility and miscarriage. Through honest and real talk, we will share stories, explore emotions, and seek healing by reclaiming, redefining, and renewing what it means to heal a hopeful heart. Welcome to the Forward Healing Project podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Allen. I'm humbled and honored to be a part of your journey and grateful that you are a part of mine. If you're not already following me on Instagram, I'm at Forward Healing Project and also at Healing Hopeful Hearts. The Forward Healing Project is also on Twitter, and you can listen to past episodes on any podcast platform you subscribe with. And any shares and ratings are always appreciated. This is part three of the three-part series about some powerful healing tools that focus on faith over fear. When dealing with infertility and miscarriage and any kind of grief, the temptation is to turn to fear. Faith is easy when everything is going well. Real faith comes when everything is hard, when you're in the darkest places. That's when you need to turn to faith, not fear. There are tools that I have learned to use to help heal and tools I encourage others to use as well. And grief is complicated. It requires an entire toolbox of specialty tools to help us mend the brokenness we feel. Today's episode is on a term that I learned from a friend of mine who is an ex-Marine, and that term is embrace the suck. It's a term used in the military that means the situation is hard, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's been defined as to consciously accept or appreciate something that is extremely unpleasant but unavoidable. The term has made its way into mainstream and has taken a few iterations of translation. I think this is a faith over fear healing tool because it's what those of us on this journey need to do in order to move towards healing. We have to lean in, embrace the suffering. That might sound counterintuitive, but it's one of the ways we can push through. The alternative is to allow the pain and discomfort to overwhelm us. And that's not a forward healing avenue. Embrace the suck means to acknowledge there is pain and to push forward to find a new solution. Maybe it's a bad situation at work. Maybe it's a bad relationship or friendship. Maybe it's dealing with the emotional turmoil of infertility and miscarriage and childlessness. The solution will look different in each of these scenarios. Maybe you confront a conflict at work. Maybe you have to have a hard conversation with a friend. Those are things that can lead to a new solution, things that can let you embrace the suck. And maybe it's processing the pain and emotions around infertility and miscarriage. The only way to find a solution that leads to healing is to embrace the pain and then start to move on, start to move to a new solution, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Now, moving on doesn't mean you abandon your dream. It means you dig in and do the work to find a place of healing. But you have to do the work. And the situation and the work might suck. But as you move through the pain and sadness and the anger, you will start to see the path to the other side. On Sunday, this past Sunday, our priest talked about how we hold on to an idea of what it will look like if God answers our prayers. I think this is an important thing to contemplate when we are seeking healing and understanding. 
As people who believe in prayer and believe God hears those prayers, we tend to pray to God for what we want for ourselves, not necessarily what he wants for us. And that leads to the natural assumption of what an answered prayer might look like. We forget that even when we don't get what we want or when we don't get what we want when we want it, God is still working to bring his will into our lives and following his will is where we will find our greatest version of who we are meant to be. But in order to allow God to work his will, we need to surrender. We need to embrace the suck so that we can start to do the work we need to do in order to find healing. The first step is to lean into the pain. Become acquainted with it. You don't have to be friends with it, but you do need to acknowledge it. That might sound weird because it's all you're feeling right now, the pain. Of course you're aware of it. But stop and truly look at the pain. Don't just experience it. Stop and say, I am hurting. This feels impossible. And I don't want to stay in this place. Then you can embrace that pain. And when you embrace the pain, you can start to use it to move forward into a better place. We know what the pain feels like. And when you allow it, it will become all-consuming. It will control you. So we must find ways to counter this, to become mentally tough, and that requires faith over fear. That's why I embrace the psych as a forward healing tool. We all have unpleasant things in our lives, but we will survive them if we are willing to put in the work. We must feel the pain, acknowledge it, and then seek to find peace and acceptance. Let me stress, acceptance does not mean giving up. It means accepting this is a place of pain and discomfort and that the situation is unfortunate and painful, but it doesn't have to be where you end. You will need to let go of the pain and anger and dig deep, deeper than you've ever dug before, and then surrender that pain to God. Then take one step forward. You have to work every day, sometimes every second of every day, to seek the other side of that agony, and that takes faith. Faith that there is a way out and faith that you can find happiness, even though your current situation will tell you otherwise. This tool is about taking control of your situation, and that does not mean you can increase your fertility by sheer will. It means you do not have to let these emotions control your life. There's a social media meme that's, I don't know, maybe it's a meme. I always get the terminology wrong, but it's called Don't Be Like Bob. And it's this cartoon stick figure named Bob. And Bob does things he shouldn't do. And the final line is always, don't be like Bob. Hopefully I set that up okay. If I read that meme 10 years ago, it would say, this is Whitney. Whitney is sad and angry because she can't have a baby. Whitney let her anger and sadness bleed into every aspect of her life. Whitney is always sad. Don't be like Whitney. It took me years to even realize I had to work every day to overcome the situation and find another way in my life. And hopefully this episode helps you see that you can do the work now, even in the midst of your pain and confusion, and while you are still actively on your journey. You can embrace the suck, dig in, and seek another way forward. I think there's a lot of saints, maybe all of them, that found themselves in situations where in order to find peace and meaning in their lives, they had to embrace the suck. One of my favorite saints is St. Rita of Cassia. 
She was married to an abusive husband, but through her perseverance, she converted him to be a better man. But due to a family feud, he was murdered in the end, and her sons wanted to avenge his death. She prayed for her sons to be spared of this sinful act, and they ended up dying before they could murder their father's killer. After the deaths of her son and her husband, she tried to join a monastery, but was denied because of her family's reputation. She persevered and was eventually admitted. Years later, she received a head wound while praying in front of the crucifix and never healed. And then upon her deathbed, she asked for a rose. It was in the middle of winter, but the person she asked to bring the rose to her found a single rose in bloom in the garden Rita asked her to go to. That was a super quick and dirty version of St. Rita's life. But I bring her up because, along with St. Jude, she's patron saint of impossible cases or situations. I think she's a powerful intercessor for when we are feeling hopeless. I think we can safely say that St. Rita very well might also be the patron saint of Embrace the Suck. At least she's mine. But she was in a terrible abusive relationship. She prayed to God to save her sons, and they died, which some say was the answer to her prayers, because God let them die before they could commit murder. And she was turned away from the religious life that she had so desired since she was a child. And she went on to have a wound that never healed. But her faith never wavered. At each pass, she embraced the suck. She dug in and leaned in and surrendered to God. I think it's helpful, or at least I've always found it to be helpful, to learn about people that came before us that were in painful and confusing situations and found a way to survive, heal, and survive others, inspire others. And through that process, being in painful situations and finding healing, we can learn a way. We can look to them because they know this darkness and have the map. We can learn a new way out. Now, we're all called to be saints. And I think the saints can teach us a lot about embracing the suck. They had to say, this is painful and confusing, but I will do the work. I will surrender to God and trust his path for me, even though it's not the path I want. What do we do when you know something's going to hurt? You probably flinch, you dodge, you move away from the pain. So the idea of embracing it might sound a bit insane, but perhaps you've heard the phrase, the only way through is through. We have to enter into the pain in order to get through it. A good friend of mine is pregnant right now and being around her can be painful and triggering for me. But after having done a lot of deep personal and spiritual work, I know I have to encounter her. I have to encounter the pain of being around her. I have to embrace the suck. What that looks like is not only being around her, but showing up for her. I have to push through my pain to be there for her. And while it has not been without pain, it has led me to a place where I can find true happiness for her, despite my own grief. And I can embrace the happiness I feel for my friend because I embraced the suck of my own wounds and I fought to be happy in that space. Another part of this is what we invite into our hearts. If we stay in our pain, that is what we are inviting into our hearts. If we invite peace and happiness into our hearts, we get peace and happiness. The caveat to that 
is that I don't think you can have true peace and happiness without God. So we must first invite God into our hearts, not as a means to give us what we want, but as an invitation of what God wants to give us. You know the saying, let go and let God? It's easy to say. It's kind of cliche in a way. But that's part of embracing the suck. You have to let go. And then you have to let God. But that means to invite God into your suffering and trust him and let him lead you where he wants you to be. Not necessarily where you want to go. This is especially difficult when dealing with something that should be inherently Biblically, biologically, a given. When we are denied something that we are biologically designed to have, biblically called to do, it's profoundly confusing and painful when we can't. As men and women, we are designed to procreate. So when we can't, or can no longer, or we do, and that life is lost, it's painfully hard to surrender. I had a woman tell me that she knew God would give her a baby because she was a devout Catholic. And God wants us to be fruitful and multiply, and he would never deny someone that was a devout Christian a child. I really struggled with this. One, because I had no idea how to respond to her. Because I understood what she was saying. But I know from experience, this is not necessarily how God works. And sure, there are miracles, and I do believe in miracles. Maybe I should have been more moved by her faith, but all I could think about was how she was setting herself up for utter pain and disappointment because she was holding on to what she thought an answered prayer would look like. And if it didn't happen, more specifically, if it didn't happen the way she envisioned it to, how much pain she might experience and how sad that would be. And I've held that in my heart for some time and Today in the homily, actually it was Sunday, the homily, our priest helped me understand that when he said that we have this idea of what an answered prayer looks like. And I think she had an idea of what an answered prayer looked like. And that anything other than that would be seen as an unanswered prayer. I think there's danger in that and that we can create a division between our relationship with God when we dictate what his yes should look like and we close ourselves off to what it might actually look like but the priest also said that we try to make god our servant when it is we who are his servants that means trusting him in his path for us that translated to me as saying embrace the suck and surrendering to his will and while we may physically and spiritually desire a child or another child That may not be his plan. His plan might feel like a whole lot of suck. (laughs) But it's what we wanted, because it's not what we wanted or planned. But his plans for us, if we lean into them and trust them, they're so much greater than anything we can desire. The catch is, we have to go through it to get through it and trust there is peace and happiness on the other side, if we do the work to find it, that is. When I first heard Embrace the Suck, I thought it meant just deal with the pain and get over it. But that's not what it means. It means leaning into the pain and then pushing forward. It's a two-step process. Maybe you don't get what you plan for, but if you can go through it, surrender and do the work to heal and trust, you will. You will find a place of grace. 
I get that this may not be what you want to hear, but often the things we need to hear are not the things we want to hear. You don't want to hear that you might not have a child or another child. You absolutely do not want to hear that. And I will say, I think you should work towards that dream as long and as hard as you can. But when the pain and anger and confusion start to impact your life and your relationships and your ability to love others and open your heart to God, you need to start to take a look at the work you need to do in order to rescue yourself or rather let God rescue you. And it starts by embracing the suck. It's about building resilience and surrendering to God. And when you are suffering, you need to find the tools to help you build resilience. And maybe that resilience leads you to your dream. But if it doesn't, resilience, mental and spiritual resilience, will give you the strength and trust to invite the things you need into your heart, not just the things you want. You need to invite peace, invite joy, and invite happiness and acceptance to explore a new path. This is not a one and done. This is every day and it is work. Every day you need to do the work. You will wobble. You will fall. But the more you lean into the and seek peace, the stronger you will get mentally and spiritually. Embrace the suck is about discipline. And just like a daily workout, we don't always want to do it. But if we persist and work out on the cold, rainy days, we get stronger faster than if we only wait for the sunny days. If we lean into the pain and seek happiness, regardless of our current situation, our ultimate outcome, we become emotionally stronger. And you need all the strength you can get on this journey. You will and are tested in every way. Your faith is tested. Your love is tested. Your ability to get out of bed in the morning is tested. Your ego, your pride, your purpose on this earth are tested hard. Without the tools to fight back, lean in, and push through, you will suffocate and crumble. You need tools that will allow you to get stronger and put faith over fear. You fear never getting your dream. I know. And that thought is terrifying, excruciatingly painful. And if you don't have the tools and then do the work, it can be an emotional and spiritual death sentence. I suggest that you read some others that have struggled greatly and embraced the suck and went on to save not only themselves, but inspired the lives of hundreds, if not thousands. Read, read Father Walter Chiswick, read Job, read Elie Wiesel. They suffered greatly, embraced the suck, and surrendered to God. I love this quote by Pope John Paul II. He wrote that, Down through the centuries and generations, it has been seen that in suffering there is concealed a particular power that draws a person interiorly close to Christ, a special grace. To this grace, many saints, such as St. Francis of Assisi, St. Ignatius of Loyola, and others, owe their profound conversion. A result of such a conversion is not only that the individual discovers the salvific meaning of suffering, but, above all, that he becomes a completely new person. Through your suffering, you can find a new person, one that has suffered greatly, but still found peace and joy. 
someone that can, can console others, someone that invites God into their deepest wounds and allows him to heal you if you allow him to do so. We have to allow God to work. We cannot dictate or micromanage God. We have to embrace the suck, let go and let God, what we need him to do, let him do what we need him to do in order for our aching hearts to heal. It might not look like what you planned or envisioned, but it will be beautiful and grace-filled. And while we need to grieve and grieve well, we have to find ways to move forward. We have to make joy and happiness a priority, even when our hearts are breaking. And those are choices to make. If we wait until we feel good about all of this, we will never find joy and peace and happiness. You have to choose those feelings. They're not coming for you. They're not looking for you. You have to seek them out. You have to invite them in and do it every day. It's a discipline and discipline sets us up to have a smoother path to faith. And if we practice faith over fear, we can find a forward healing path. Embrace the suck. Next week, I will be sharing a special meditation on the shoulder wound of Christ and how we can find healing for our wounds through his. I hope this episode brings you some forward healing. I hope you continue to walk with me on this path to healing. I pray for each of you, for your peace of heart and your intentions. I pray for your hope, happiness, and healing. I pray that you can find the strength to invite God into your heart. I pray you can learn to seek out the tools you need to find healing. And you believe that no matter what, you are going to be okay. You are going to be loved and you are going to be able to move forward in a place of peace and grace. I pray that you can find healing in knowing his path for you is beautiful. Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of Consolation, pray for us.